Thank you for joining us and welcome back Beyond the Bandwagon. I am Elias. With me as always is Kyla. What's up? Hopefully the fantasy playoffs are treating you well. If you've been knocked out in your fantasy league and you're still checking out this podcast, well, we appreciate your loyalty. (laughs) We do, yes. And the fact that you are obsessed with fantasy football. (laughs) Like like we are. Uh (laughs) Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BTBW Podcast. We'll start this week with our week recaps. We just finished the regular season. Now it's on to our four-team playoff format over the next two weeks. My team, the, the Mean Machine, will be facing off this week against the Wet Willies. We'll get into that in a second. It's off yeah. to a good start. Lamar Jackson last uh-huh. night. Ayo. It is. I was rooting for you last night. The first time all season I've been rooting for you, but now I am. <laughs> the first time? <laughs> That is rude. Well, I you, wanted to win, but now I don't have a chance to win. So, I mean, now we're a man. team. <laughs> We've been a team, a podcasting team. Okay. <laughs> We've been doing that all year. The first time I am offended. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kyla, we will start off. Tell us about your week 14. How did last week go? Oh, gosh. So, my week got a little bit better this week than last week. I mean, it couldn't have gotten any worse. I only scored 38 points the week before. Um, So this week still was not great, but it was my first game since week 10 that I surpassed 100 points, which is pathetic. But oh, true. man. <laughs> off. Uh, uh, they definitely did. Uh, some highlights. Aaron Jones carried my team to victory with 192 total yards and a touchdown after I talked so much shit about him last week and never drafting him again. He came through for me this week. He finished with <laughs> 30.2 half PPR oh. points. I got solid days from Chris Godwin, Michael Gallup, and Dalvin Cook, who finished with 12.6, 15.9, and 14.5 points each. I didn't watch the game, but from what I read, Dalvin did not play the fourth quarter with the Vikings up. Otherwise, he could have had a bigger day. I know he didn't play all the snaps that he normally plays. This is the trouble you have toward the end of the season in fantasy. These teams that are winning are trying to preserve their guys. Yeah, lots of injuries, especially Cook. He was feeling the effects of his previous injury. They probably didn't play him if they didn't need to. Definitely. Some lowlights. Tom Brady is on this list yet again. He really disappointed. Bummer. (laughs) He finished with 169 yards and a touchdown and one interception. Jacob Hollister, Benny Snell, Zane Gonzalez, and the New York Jets defense all finished with five points or less. I did lose Darius Geist to IR, and DJ Chark also got injured. They were both on my bench. Um, We'll touch more on that in a bit, but I did manage to win my final regular season game by one point. Oh. I, I beat Cuckoo for Juju, which is Bethany, yeah. 102 to 101. She almost got me with Zach Ertz's final touchdown in overtime, but luckily she didn't. So I'm now seven and seven. And apparently there is a consolation game, so you will get a uh, starting lineup for me this week at the end of the show. I didn't think we would, but we will. Hey, well, all right. <laughs> well, and uh, that the game we're talking about, Zach Ertz, the uh-huh. Eagles were pretty pathetic in that game, still won, but Zach Ertz was like the only guy that was catching any passes. 
he had yeah. like 30 he had like 30 points right he had um uh, not i don't think that many but he did have two touchdowns i think but the eagles they were down to like two wide receivers in that game. They all got injured, so he was the only one left. Yeah, there there was talk that the backup quarterback was going to be be coming in and playing receiver. Wow, uh, it didn't it didn't happen, but there was talk of that. Um, I'm real disappointed that they uh, they pulled out that win. I was really hoping they would lose. <laughs> well, as a as a Cowboys fan, I'm sure you were. Yeah. Uh, well, I lost this this past week. Oh. 126 to 119 in my regular season at 11 and 3. I didn't Mike know you Evans, lost. I did. Mike Evans got me 12.6 points on a 61 yard touchdown catch, but he got hurt. He hurt his hamstring. Mm-hmm. He is pretty much out for the season now. We'll talk about him soon in the injuries countdown. Um, I'll probably be without Evans. And that, and that hurts. <laughs> It, it hurts really bad. At the at the very least, I was hoping that he would be back next week, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Lamar Jackson put up 25 points against the Bills, had three passing touchdowns and an interception, could only muster 40 yards on the ground. His teammate Mark Ingram got me only 9.4 points, rushed for 50 yards, and caught three passes for 29 yards. Uh, even though I got 119 points, most of my lineup was very lackluster. Uh, I did make the right call by playing Joe Mixon over Odell Beckham. Uh, Odell did nothing like normal. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Two catches for 39 yards. But however, Joe Mixon rewarded me with 18 or excuse me, 28.1 points in my flex spot. Very nice. He got 146 yards on the ground, a rushing touchdown and 40 yards receiving against Cleveland. So that worked. (laughs) That was great. That's his best game of the year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Had him in my flex spot. I won't be able to play him this week because he's playing against the Patriots. But, uh, yeah, it was not the way I wanted to go into the postseason. Yeah. But it's fine. It's you fine. still I'll went in in I'll the number three. one spot. You're, yeah, you're yeah. sitting pretty. You're okay. <laughs> Moving on to our w- winners and losers from week 14. I will start with mine. Drew Brees is a winner. From last week, 29 for 40 with 349 yards and five touchdowns, finished with 52.06 points Wow! in our league in a crazy game against the 49ers. That's 20 points more than Breeze has gotten all season. And it came after he earned just 13 points the week before. Breeze definitely won some playoff games for some people last week for those yeah. leagues where there's, you know, three rounds in the postseason. Uh, and he hasn't, I mean, he's had a great year, but fantasy wise, he doesn't have like that blow up potential typically. But yeah, 52 points definitely yeah. made a difference last week. Yeah, Drew Brees is always a winner in my book. He's one of my favorites. I like him oh, a lot. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, my winner of the week, this is going to be surprising to everyone, but it is Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, he against had a the rough... Cowboys. Oh, uh, yes, which was. Made me very unhappy, but um, he had a rough start to the season, but over the last few weeks, he's been coming alive. In week 14 against the Cowboys, they made him look like the best quarterback to ever play in the NFL. He finished tied (laughs) for third highest score of the week with Jimmy Garoppolo, who, as we mentioned, was in a crazy game with the Saints. Um, He finished with 38.06 points in our league. 
Keep in mind, passing touchdowns are worth six points for us. But he managed 244 passing yards with three touchdowns and 63 rushing yards with another touchdown. He did throw one interception, but that did not matter at all because the Cowboys apparently suck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Maher had a bad game and he has since been cut, right? Oh, God, yes. Thank God. I was like, I think it was in that game when I was watching it and I was tweeting when you, you kind of mentioned it. Um, but I said, how many field goals does a kicker have to miss before you get cut? Because he missed 10, so apparently it's 10 or more before you have to get cut. But yes, they have signed a new kicker, luckily. Is it, is it Forbath? Uh-huh, it's uh, Kai Forbath. Forbath who yeah. spent a week with New England, mm-hmm. I believe. Then they let him go, and they got Nick Folk back. The uh, kicker carousel. Yeah. that I don't think kickers this year are struggling, but Maher, I don't know what happened to him this year, but... He can make it from 60 plus. You're you're gold. If you need a 60 plus yard field goal, he can do it. <laughs> but 30 and 40 yards, no way. Not gonna happen. <laughs> no. Well, my loser of the week is the Houston Texans. Of course. Coming off a huge, of course, yes. <laughs> coming off a huge home win over New England the previous week. Houston got shellacked by the second coming of Jesus, Drew Locke. <laughs> Just in just in case you haven't heard of him, uh, the Broncos won thirty-eight to twenty-four. At one time, they were up thirty-eight to three, and then they pretty much, you know, took their foot off the gas pedal and allowed three touchdowns in the second half. Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins both had solid fantasy games and garbage time. Everyone else was non-existent. Yeah, pretty much on Houston. Carlos Hyde didn't do anything. Really rough look for a team that's supposed to be an elite team in the AFC. They they got destroyed by Baltimore, but they beat Kansas City and they beat New England, the other two teams yeah. that are going to be division winners. So it, it's confusing as to why they just did not show up at all against the Broncos, but they, they didn't, and yeah. I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> I did too, even though I do like Deshaun Watson. But the, the Texans are really confusing like you said they one week they look like the best team in the league and the next week they could get beat by the jets or the dolphins you know it's like they i don't know they're really up and down my loser of the week this week is alvin kamara this also is confusing with what is happening with alvin kamara this season i kind of feel like it's similar to saquon i think You know, they both had those high ankle sprains. They didn't miss very many games, but neither of them really seem like they're 100% healthy. Um, Kamara only has two touchdowns on the year and has not surpassed more than 100 yards on the ground in any game. Which is crazy because he finished like the running back four last year or something. Um, In week 14, he saw 17 touches, but only managed 43 scoreless yards which got him 4.3 half PPR points. Uh, He was outplayed by Latavius Murray, who had nine touches for 94 yards. So really confusing situation, not having a great season, definitely had a pretty terrible game last week. Yeah, and if Murray is picking up that amount of yardage on such, you know, a small sample size, Mm -hmm. it would kind of seem like Kamara just isn't finding the holes. Yeah. Which is really frustrating. And uh, also in a, in a different league, we've been in this league for about, uh, I think we've been doing it about 11 years, 
guys that that I know from from high school, and we have a keeper player, and I just so happen to have the first pick mm-hmm. this year. So everyone gets their their keeper, and then obviously the first round pick is whoever's left over. So I had the choice between Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, and Zeke. Those were the basically the three guys I was considering for the number one pick, and I took Kamara. Yeah. And I really wish I had taken Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> obviously. Now, I still, I wound up as the number two seed. I got a first round bye. So I'm in the semifinals in that league as well. But yeah, it just goes back to the draft. And I had a, I had a friend text me like, okay, who are, who are you taking? And I was like, I'm taking Kamara for sure. Like, no question, Kamara. Yeah. And obviously injuries have played a factor too, but hasn't exactly worked out in my yeah. favor. Yeah. Speaking of injuries, there are there's a long list of injuries that happened this week. Yeah, we've got a lot of names. <laughs> yeah, so buckle up. Um we'll start with the quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes uh suffered a hand injury in his throwing hand. It is bruised, but x-rays revealed that it there was no break and he will play against the Broncos. Dak Prescott was injured in the game against Chicago. He has a left hand sprain and a right index finger injury. Um, He's had 10 days to rest. Doesn't seem like he's going to miss the game. They're currently saying he's going to play against the Rams. Tom Brady apparently had an elbow injury. He had his elbow really wrapped up after the game last week, but he has practiced in full Thursday, I would assume today too, and he will play. And Jameis Winston has a hairline fracture in his thumb. Coach Bruce Arians confirmed today that Winston will start. But it's important to note that he was struggling to pick up a football in the middle of the week. Yeah, and they were talking about how not only was he struggling to pick up a football, but he was throwing with a tennis ball. Oh, yeah. At I practice or something like that. And But apparently, I don't know if they're just going to shoot it up and he's going to play or what. Maybe he'll throw five picks instead of four. <laughs> With this, with this hand issue of his, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, moving on with some more injuries, Devontae Parker has a concussion. He's questionable. He remains in concussion protocol. Does kind of seem like they were leaning toward him playing, though, so keep an eye on that if, you, if he's on your team. Jared Cook has a concussion. Practiced in full on Friday, but still listed as questionable. Another tight end, Noah Fant. He is questionable. Returned to practice Thursday. Broncos coach Vic Fangio made it seem like he will play. So hopefully it's just another guy out there for, you know, the man Drew Locke to toss the rock to. (laughs) Yeah. DJ Chark is out this week, the Jaguars receiver. And you talked about him a little bit earlier. Is he out? Is he out for the season now or they're not sure? They haven't said. I'm assuming that they're going to try to let him play again because he's only like 44 yards shy of a 1,000-yard season. So I'm sure he's pushing to you know, play again so he can achieve that. It's all um, about the stats now. Yeah, they haven't, I, I haven't seen, they haven't said whether he's out for the season or not. I mean, the, the Jags are tanking, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And then we talked about your team. Now, my team, Mike Evans, hamstring injury. Uh, he's pretty much out for the season. Have they, yeah, he officially has not been placed on IR, so they haven't officially said, yeah, he's not going to play, but it doesn't look good. Yeah. Then we have a few guys, more than a few guys, who are out for the season. Darius so Geis, many. MCL sprain, out for the season. 
Rashad Penny tore his ACL in uh, the Seahawks game against the Rams. He's out. Calvin Ridley, the Falcons receiver, is out for the season. Even kicker Adam Vinatieri will have surgery <laughs> on his knee. He's out for the season. Alshon Jeffrey for the Eagles out for the season. Marvin Jones Jr., the receiver for the Lions, is also out for the season. So if you have Kenny Galladay, maybe it means a little more work for him fantasy-wise. Yeah, we'll, maybe. We'll see. That's a real shame about Rashad Penny, too, because he was you know, starting to have a few good games there, and then he just... Mm-hmm just out yeah, he um, he was really coming on and it was kind of making carson like not as much of a fantasy asset as he is now yeah and i now now carson's just full-on the guy which is who you're facing this week with the wet oh, willies yeah. the wet willies <laughs> um some updates on some injured guys josh jacobs and his fractured shoulder it looks like he's gonna play at least from what i read he says that he plans to play T.Y. Hilton, um, still, um, still, still, that's my accent coming out. Um, still. Still, <laughs> it's okay. He's West still, Virginia, <laughs> take me home, country road. That's my theme song, my life's theme song. <laughs> um, he's still dealing with a calf injury. He is listed as questionable, but he did practice in a limited fashion um, yesterday. Damian Williams practiced limited on Thursday. He's looking like a game-time decision with his rib injury. I don't think it matters. I would not play any of the Chiefs running backs. There's like a hundred of them. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, James Conner uh, with his shoulder injury, he's practicing in full and expected to play, but he's officially still listed as questionable. I think yesterday they had removed that questionable tag and it was back today. So I'm not sure what's going on. Keep an eye on that. And then Juju Smith Schuster was originally looking like he was going to make his return this week, but he re-aggravated his knee injury yesterday and set out of practice today. And he has been ruled out again this week. More injuries. Adam Thielen hamstring was not on the final injury report. So he will play for the Vikings on Sunday. Jordan Howard, the RB for the Eagles, is still questionable. No change as of Friday, has not been cleared for contact. He is likely to miss another game. So Miles Sanders would be your starting RB there, even though on Monday night, Boston Scott wound up being the RB that was productive for yeah. the Eagles. So all of you know, Sanders owners who are hoping for some points. Hopefully there's no anguish there <laughs> being the last game of the week and all. Gerald Everett, wrist and knee issues for him. He remains sidelined. He's likely out. So Tyler Higby, the other tight end for the Rams, would be the guy to play there. Mm-hmm. Greg Olson, concussion. He remains in concussion protocol. He is out this week. And then three more guys who are out this week. Matthew Stafford, that kind of goes without saying. Daniel Jones with a high ankle sprain. More Eli, which is what we're all begging for. <laughs> Eli. 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 <laughs> and then the tight end for the Giants, Evan Ingram, will also be out. Yeah, I don't, I'm a little leery of uh, Adam Thielen because he did return at some point, but then re-aggravated his hamstring injury almost immediately in that game, didn't he? 
I believe so. And it, it seems like we've been talking about him in the injury portion of the podcast all season. All season. Yeah. Um, against the Broncos, I, I want to say he caught that touchdown early on and then got hurt. Um, definitely disappointing for all the people that probably spent uh, upwards of third round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Where he was he was going early on, him and yeah. Diggs. Uh, third round pick on Thielen. Definitely a, a frustrating season for him. Yeah. Um, moving on to our matchups for this week. We'll start with the good matchups. My first one is Kareem Hunt at Arizona. We all know at this point that Arizona is a good matchup for your offensive players to have. Uh, Arizona is giving up the 11th most fantasy points per game to running backs. Their 32nd ranked defense is giving up on average 120 yards per game on the ground, and they've given up 11 touchdowns on the year to the position. That, coupled with the fact that Kareem Hunt is averaging 10 to 12 touches per game, which is plenty for a, a flex play, mm-hmm. uh, and that he's scored in each of the last three games, and I think he's a good flex play for you if you were hit by that long list of injuries that we just went through. Yeah, and I wonder how the Browns are going to do it in Arizona. There's some college kind of beef that is kind of coming back. Kingsbury was the coach at Texas Tech, and, and Baker Mayfield was a quarterback there briefly before he went to Oklahoma. Oh. I don't think they get along. So <laughs> I, I wonder if, uh, you know, Cleveland's up by a couple touchdowns and, and Baker's like, you know, how about we just break it off and we and we score a couple more touchdowns here at the end of the game. Yeah. I'm still not going to play Odell. <laughs> I don't care how, how bad Arizona is. You've been telling me to go with my gut with my picks for this week. Uh-huh. And or for for my team and all that and uh I I don't know. You I just, just can't trust can't him. Play Odell. He's not trustworthy. <laughs> He'll probably catch two touchdowns this week and this is after all the drama. Does he want to be in Cleveland or not? Who cares? Uh, speaking of Odell, did you see, I saw a video that allegedly, I don't know how true this is, but I saw a video of him talking to Jimmy Garoppolo where allegedly Garoppolo was telling him that he had room for him. Oh, in San Francisco? Uh-huh. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I've never, I'm, I don't know of any other player off the top of my head that gets so much credit and is just universally thought of to be so good and has never really done anything meaningful yeah and he's been on losing teams his whole career he went to the playoffs one time i think when he's on the giants yeah and then he goes to the, to cleveland and everybody's like oh the browns they're gonna win the super bowl now why <laughs> the, the giants didn't when odell was there what does that matter <laughs> anyway rant over my yeah. first good matchup the aforementioned chris carson and as we talked about, this one hurts a little bit. My semifinal opponent has Carson. Not only does the Seattle RB have the best matchup of the week because the Panthers have allowed the most fantasy points of any team to the running back position, but his main competition for carries, Rashad Penny, as we talked about, is now out for the year. With the exception of week 11, the Panthers have allowed at least one back to reach 60 yards on the ground in every game since week six. Seattle loves to run, as we've highlighted before. Even when they should be throwing a little bit more, (laughs) they run it anyway. They love to run. Carson is a locked-in choice this week. Mm -hmm. I have him in a different league. 
I'm hoping for big things for that league and hopefully I can overcome, you know, his his big output in in our matchup in this league. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're going to be okay as we said already. You had a good start, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I think you're going to be okay. Uh my next good matchup is Michael Gallup versus the Los Angeles Rams. Now, if you've listened to this podcast from the beginning, you know that I love Michael Gallup. But there's actually reason to be a big fan. He's managed four 100-yard games this season. His 905 yards on the season put him at the wide receiver 19 um, in overall yards for the season. He's just 149 yards behind Amari Cooper and if we're doing the math, which we are, he's 95 yards shy of having a 1,000-yard season, uh, and he missed two games this year early on. The Rams' defense ranks in the middle of the pack against wide receivers as far as fantasy points per game goes. Uh, Gallup does only have three touchdowns on the year and hasn't found the end zone since Week 10, but with Amari Cooper clearly banged up, he's clearly not been himself over the last few weeks, and Cooper will likely face off with Jalen Ramsey. I do think Gallup ends that end zone drought and possibly even exceeds the 1,000 yard mark in this game for the season. He definitely could. And it's always nice when somebody that we highlight in the the preseason comes through and has a, a great year. Yeah. He was a guy that you were high on from the, I'm really proud of the it. Very, the very <laughs> beginning. And you should be. You should be. <laughs> My second good matchup, we're going to say in the same game, and Kyla, maybe close your ears a little bit. I'm going to go with Robert Woods, the receiver for the Rams. He's been on a roll in recent weeks, no doubt about it. Has 26 catches over the last three games. He scored 25.7 points and then 22.2 points in the last two games in our league. The Cowboys have a highly thought of secondary, but they've been toasted a little bit. The last two weeks against Buffalo and Chicago, you already highlighted Trubisky. They had a rough game last week in particular. Yeah. And if Mitch Trubisky can take down the Cowboys, I think the suddenly competent Jared Goff has a shot as well. So Woods, in my opinion, can provide plenty of flex value this week. And as you know, we talked about a little bit on Twitter, Cooper Cup, my guy, he uh, is apparently only on the field now for 30% of snaps or something That's like that. That's what they said last week, yeah. And Robert Woods was getting fed the ball pretty much up and down the field a couple of those drives against Seattle. So yeah. Robert Woods seems to be the number one guy. At least, uh, you know, maybe Cooper Cup can hop into that equation this week for my sake. But I'm very confident in Woods this week. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that's good. I, that's I only disagree out of hopefulness. Spite, <laughs> spite and hopefulness, and, and pure pure hatred because you've only been rooting for me one week all season. Well, that's because your win now is my win because it's a podcast win now because I don't have any chance of winning. That's why I'm rooting for you now. So you're just hopping on the train, basically. <laughs> Basically, yes. the the mean machine train has yeah. has been rolling, but we're supposed to be beyond the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert Woods, everybody. Robert. No, Woods. no, no, not Robert Stolen. Woods. No, I that you're right about the Dallas defense getting toasted, the secondary getting toasted the last couple of games. 
They have been missing some defensive guys. I was trying to quickly look up here if we were getting him back this week because I haven't seen. Jeff Heath has been injured with shoulder injuries. And then Leighton Vanderess, who's our best linebacker, has been out. I don't know if those guys are coming back this week, but if they are, it will make a difference in the defense. And yeah. I think, which I think this every week, that the Cowboys are going to get their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always wrong. So. Just in time for them to win three <laughs> games in a row and then somehow win a playoff game, maybe, and Jason Garrett to keep his job for another season. <laughs> no. Just for the whole circus to start again. No, he, it's not going to happen. He's he out. won't. He'll be out unless they win the Super If they win the Super Bowl, he'll stay. Well, yeah. But that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> well, I think you just you should just get you know ready for all the rumors and that Urban Meyer, those kind that of is, things. They're that's they're the on rumor. The way. Yeah. They're <laughs> on the way. Everybody's going to say, "Oh, the Cowboys, the best coaching job available." <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Anyway, it's enough, I guess. Uh, moving on <laughs> to the bad matchups this week that we're going to highlight. My first one is Devonta Freeman at San Francisco. This is about the matchup, but also the season that Freeman has had. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. San Francisco is pretty stingy to running backs. They've only allowed three running backs to achieve more than 15 half PPR points um, in a game this year. And that was Christian McCaffrey who destroys everybody. Kenyon Drake in his first game with Arizona and Chris Carson. They've only given up three touchdowns to running backs this season. And it was to those same three guys. And they have not allowed a touchdown to the position since week 10 on top wow. of that. Freeman has had a disappointing season and has only managed more than 20 fantasy points in a game one time this year. He has one rushing touchdown and two receiving touchdowns on the year and has not surpassed 100 rushing yards in a game, in any game this year. This is a bad situation, and I hope you are not counting on Devontae Freeman this week. I honestly would be surprised if you made it this far in the playoffs <laughs> with Devontae Freeman on your team. <laughs> but if you have him... I wouldn't play him this week. Yeah, just the Falcons in general. We've highlighted this before. I really expected a lot more than injuries and poor performance. And that may be another team that's looking for a, a head coach in the coming months. My first bad matchup is Cortland Sutton. Uh, you know, this my last good one, Woods, was kind of against, you know, against what you <laughs> want to hear. And this is against myself. Yeah. Uh, Cortland Sutton, the Broncos are at Denver. Sutton has enjoyed a great second year in the league. 59 catches, six touchdowns. He'll eclipse 1,000 yards very soon. Bright future for him. As a Broncos fan, I hope Drew Locke is tremendous Sunday, but I don't see him having a great game. And that downgrades Sutton. Chiefs have allowed the second fewest amount of fantasy points to receivers this season. Locke also seems to spread the ball around a lot more than Joe Flacco and Brandon Allen. Obviously not hard to spread the ball around more than Joe Flacco <laughs> as he's standing there like a statue and getting sacked. But uh, Sutton can still be productive, of course, but I don't think he's going to provide what you want him to provide to win a, a playoff game. Yeah. So Sutton in the flex spot, depending on your roster at the most, or maybe start a guy like Robert Woods in your flex spot instead. Yeah. 
Maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, my next bad matchup we already kind of mentioned briefly is Joe Mixon versus New England. It's the same story, different Sunday. I would fade running backs who are playing New England. You already said mm-hmm. you were not going to play Joe Mixon this week against New England. Um, while he is coming off his best game of the season, I still think this is a play to avoid if possible. New England's offense has its struggles, but the defense has still been solid. I said it a couple weeks ago, and it is still true. They've only given up three 100-yard rushing games this season and two touchdowns to running backs for the whole season. That's pretty impressive. Um, Cincinnati is still Cincinnati, and Andy Dalton is still Andy Dalton, and I just don't think that the Bengals' offense is going to be able to do anything against the Patriots' top-ranked defense. I don't either. And after the Patriots lost the last couple of games, I see this being like a, we're going to take out all of our anger on you type game. Uh-huh. Um, this one could get pretty ugly. Yeah. My final bad matchup before I do that, I'll give a little recap of what we've done so far. Good matchups, Kareem Hunt, Michael Gallup, Chris Carson, and Robert Woods. Bad matchups, Devonte Freeman, Joe Mixon, Cortland Sutton, And now the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. I don't trust the young quarterback in a big road game in Pittsburgh. We'll also be talking about this game thoroughly here in a second. But Allen has had a great season. Pittsburgh, however, though, has allowed the seventh fewest amount of fantasy points to quarterbacks. Over the last five games, only Baker Mayfield has scored more than 20 fantasy points against the Steelers. They also have six interceptions over that span. The defense for Pittsburgh is just rolling, and I think Allen is going to have a rough game. Yeah. And uh, I really want the Bills to win. So pretty <laughs> much like all of my good and bad matchups for some reason, I kind of hope I'm wrong on like all four, just a little bit wrong. But I would really like the Bills to win just to see them in the postseason would be nice. You know, not a team that typically gets in there these days. Yeah. And the Steelers, of course, over the course of their franchise has, you know, they've had all the success in the world. But Josh Allen, if you've got a different guy that's competent on your squad, I would play him instead. Yeah, I actually used to feel the same way about the Bills as you do until... They beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day, and now I kind of hate them. They ruined your your (laughs) holiday. They ruined your holiday, and now you're just like, screw it. (laughs) Circle the wagons. Yeah. Um, Some other good matchups we want to mention to watch. Um, I actually did not update this. Hold on. I changed. I originally had Jameis Winston on the list for good matchups to watch, but with his injury, it's kind of iffy, so I took him off. Um. So, some good matchups we want to kind of highlight here really quickly. Baker Mayfield at Arizona. Leonard Fournette at Oakland. DK Metcalf at Carolina. David Njoku, if you are desperate at tight end and or you're in a two-quarterback, or two-quarterback, not two-quarterback, you could be in a two-quarterback league, but if you're in a (laughs) two-tight end league, uh, David Njoku at Arizona, just based on matchup alone, Arizona right. refuses to guard tight ends. So that might be, you know, a, a play you might want to consider. And Could then, be. yeah. And then Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuel, both versus Atlanta. And then some bad ones that we'd like to highlight Mitch Trubisky, who we've been very positively <laughs> speaking of 
so far in this podcast versus Green Bay, Marlon Mack at New Orleans, John Brown at Pittsburgh, Tyler Boyd against New England, and then Jacob Hollister against Carolina. And all of this Bills and Steelers talk leads us into our game of the week. Yep. The nine and four Buffalo Bills circling the wagons coming in to Pittsburgh, who is eight and five. Yes. Um, We just highlighted Josh Allen. I think he may struggle. I think the running game could struggle as well. The Steelers have not allowed a 100 yard rusher all season. Chris Carson and Rashad Penny combined for over 100 yards in week two. There have been a couple situations like that against the Steelers, but no single back has gotten over 100 yards. On the other side of the ball, Buffalo has allowed the third fewest amount of fantasy points to quarterbacks. Devlin Hodges has been competent of late, only had three interceptions last week against Arizona, which is surprising how well that he's doing. (laughs) Buffalo is middle of the pack against the run, so that's kind of where my prediction lies. I think with James Conner back, that's where the Steelers will attack Buffalo. They'll try to limit the amount of key throws Hodges has to make and just ride Connor as far as he can take them. Yeah. I expect a low-scoring field position type game. I, I know when we brought this game up, you were just like, oh, Bill <laughs> the Steelers. But it is, when you, when you look at the schedule, other than Titans and uh, and Texans and then maybe Bears and Packers, Yeah, really the only games between playoff teams it's probably the which is why i got flexed to sunday night football yeah so, no no you had fair points and i had no argument against it so yeah uh like you said when you suggested this game i agreed while practically kicking and screaming <laughs> 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 the bills and the Steelers this season for whatever reason are the least interesting to me but i agree with everything you said about the game like i I didn't know a whole lot about either team's kind of like game plan really before now. Um, I wrote here, I feel like the Bills are just a redheaded stepchild of the NFL. <laughs> oh, see, I've, I've got a coworker who's a Bills fan and he does listen to the pod and yeah. he, he's not going to like this, <laughs> not going to like all this talk. Circle the wagon, ski. Circle the wagons. <laughs> no, I have no reason for feeling like that. But <laughs> anyway, both these teams are playing good defense, and they're both ranked top five overall. However, the offenses tell a different story. Buffalo is ranked 20 overall, while Pittsburgh is 28. With James Conner back, like you said this week, assuming he doesn't re-injure his shoulder in the first quarter again, it does give the Steelers' offense a boost. Uh, While the Bills are stellar defending the pass, they do allow, on average, 105 rushing yards per game and have given up 11 rushing touchdowns this season. The Steelers give up about the same yardage but have only given up five rushing touchdowns on the season. The Bills are one and two against teams with a winning record. So they've only played three teams with a winning record this year, which I didn't realize. Which is fascinating. Uh huh. And the Steelers are zero and five against teams with a winning record. So Steelers have had a little bit harder schedule, but they have not won any of those games. This is going to be an interesting game. I'm actually really torn on who I think is going to win. 
originally I would have said the Bills just based on like surface level what I thought. I thought they were mm-hmm. fairly good, but they really haven't yeah. played many good teams. Um, so after further investigation, I see that the Steelers are five and two at home and they've won four of their last five games. So I honestly think, like you said, both offenses are going to struggle and this is going to be a low scoring defensive battle. I think I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to win it. Upon further review, you're going with the Steelers. (laughs) I'm going with the Steelers as well. I think Buffalo makes one too many mistakes. Even against uh, the Cowboys in that game, they they left the door open a couple different times for the Cowboys to get back in it. Cowboys missed a couple kicks. They made their own mistakes. Maybe Devlin Hodges makes a couple of mistakes for Pittsburgh. I just think Buffalo makes one more, maybe gives up a special teams play. I think Pittsburgh wins. Fantasy-wise, I would still, you know, Allen, Brown, and Singletary on the Bills are still worth starting in a pinch, depending on your roster. They're definitely by no means must-sits. Yeah. Uh, for Pittsburgh, I would go James Conner, and maybe maybe that's the only one. Are you, <laughs> you want to go James Washington? Are you thinking about him, depending on uh, for James Washington, not against Buffalo? Maybe. I don't know. I really honestly can't speak to whether James Washington or Deontay Johnson would be the better play. I haven't that's, done much yeah, that's research. A good point. That's a good point. Just with Juju now being out, who's going to mm-hmm. be the one to to really benefit from that? I'm I'm not sure either. James Conner, though, is a must play. Yeah, I would and, play him. Uh, well, I am playing him. <laughs> my heart says Bills, but everything else says Steelers. So yeah. we'll see what happens in that one. We will see. So our starting lineups for the week. I'll just go first. I did make a couple of moves. I did not pick up anybody that I thought that the people in the playoffs might want. Uh, I did pick up a defense. I picked up Oakland versus Jacksonville. As we said, the Jags are kind of tanking. So hopefully that's a good play because I do still want to win in this game. Like I want to finish as high as I can. (laughs) Um, I picked up Robbie Gold again. I had him earlier in the season, but then he got hurt. So I dropped him, but I got him back this, this week against Atlanta. And then as far as the rest of my lineup goes, all pretty much the same as last week. I am sticking with Tom Brady against Cincinnati. And then my wide receivers are Chris Godwin, Michael Gallup, running backs, Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook. And then I do have Jacob Hollister in my tight end slot, even though it's not a great matchup. Mm-hmm. There aren't a ton of other options out there. And then in my flex, I have James Conner against Buffalo. Must play James Conner. <laughs> I wish that my flex spot was as uh, as crystal clear. <laughs> As yours, I really am unsure of who to play, but luckily for me, I am really hoping Lamar Jackson just rendered that whole point moot and mm-hmm. it won't matter. This uh, Thursday, which was last night, Lamar Jackson put up 47.08 points against the Jets. My quarterback, five passing touchdowns, 212 yards through the air, and 86 yards rushing. He Passed Michael Vick on the single season uh, quarterback 
rushing list. So mm-hmm. he's the all-time guy now. Yeah. They're the only two ball. quarterbacks to ever rush for more than a thousand yards in a season, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. So he got me off to a great start. Mark Ingram got me 23 points in the RB slot, had two touchdowns. I also started the Ravens defense, who got seven points. So a quick little breakdown of our playoffs. I'm the number one seed, and I'm playing the Wet Willies. They're nine and five, the four seed. Uh, The Wet Willies have won five games in a row entering the playoffs. She has a damn good team. Yeah. She came on... She had a good finish to the end of the season. She started off slow, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of me. I started off pretty good and then just went downhill, and she kind of just got better throughout the season. She did, and she has some good plays this week as well, including the 49ers defense against Atlanta, and we talked about Chris Carson against Carolina. She has Travis Kelsey, Michael Thomas. I think I have my work cut out for me, to say the least, but as we've mentioned, Lamar did get me off to a great start. The other semifinal is Corn Julio against Jackson's nice team. Both of those teams were nine and five as well. So with my lineup, my two receivers currently, after I lost Mike Evans for the year, are Cooper Cup. And right now I have Darius Slayton in there. Yeah. The Giants have a great matchup against the Dolphins. I'm very nervous about that. <laughs> I also have Golden Tate, but he only caught one pass last week. And then Odell Beckham, who doesn't do anything ever. Yeah. So I'm really torn on who to play there. Because of that, I currently have Carlos Hyde in my flex spot. Saquon Barkley is my other RB. Against the Dolphins, though, I, I'm, apparently I'm just really rooting for the Giants this week to, <laughs> to do big things, which is risky, to say the least, with Eli back in the lineup. And then uh, I picked up Tyler Higby as my tight end. So I believe that is a good play. Noah Fant is on the bench. Tate Evans... Matt Ryan, Odell, and Joe Mixon, who I will not play because of the matchup against New England. And then Harrison Bucker, wrapping the team up as my kicker. This is, uh, you know, this is what I'm going with. I think it's interesting that last week you dropped Noah Fan, and then this week you picked him up off waivers again. (laughs) As we've talked about, that tight end situation is just a mystery (laughs) to me. It seems like I I never play the right guy. Yeah. Uh, in a different league, I have Travis Kelsey, but I also have Mark Andrews. And in my flex spot, Andrews has had such a good year that I've played Andrews a few times. And each time I play him, it's like the only time that he doesn't reach double-digit points. It's been the times that I've I've played him. He's got yeah. like 20-plus points. He got 20-plus points the first two weeks of the year. And then I played him in the third game in my flex spot. Like, how can you not play somebody who's doing that well? (laughs) And he got like 2.5 points or something or four points. Didn't do anything. So he went back to the bench. (laughs) Had a good week. I brought him back out. Had a bad week. I seriously have have played him maybe four times. And those have been the four worst games. I played him last week. And when he caught like one pass and then got hurt and left the game. Oh, no. Luckily, I won the playoff game. So it didn't matter. Yeah. like. The only so I didn't play him this week, and he had a great game last night against the Jets. And if Lamar Jackson hadn't blatantly missed him on a wide open play down the middle of the field, he would have had around maybe 25 fantasy points or at least close to it. So the tight end spot is just tricky, unless you have somebody like Travis Kelsey. Yeah, it's just risky but as of now i reserve the right to change my team whenever i like (laughs) but 
Darius Slayton is my other receiver. Hopefully he has another great game like he did against Philadelphia last week. That's what I'm praying for. Let us hope. Yes, yes. So unless you have anything else, I think that's going to do it for today. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please remember to subscribe and give us a review. If we have helped you at all this season, please leave us a nice review and let us know. We really want to know. Also, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BTBW Podcast. That is where you will see our top weekly waiver wire ads. We post that on Tuesdays. And you can also Mm -hmm. send us your questions for your lineup. Good luck in the semifinals. We hope you made it this far and that you'll be back again next week. (laughs) (laughs) Have, Have fun, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you in week 16, hopefully. See you later.